ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय Simply by expansion of his eyebrows, invincible time personified can immediately vanquish the entire universe. However, formidable time does not approach the devotee who has taken complete shelter at your lotus feet. In the Bhagavad Gita 10.34, it is said that the Lord in the shape and the form of death destroys all the person's possessions. Mrityu Sarvadharas Chaham I am the all-devouring death. The Lord in the shape of death takes away everything that is created by conditioned souls. Everything in this material world is subject to perish in due course of time. However, 
all the strength of time cannot hamper the activities of a devotee for a devotee takes complete shelter under the lotus feet of the lord for this reason only is a devotee free from formidable time all the activities of karmis and gyanis which have no touch of devotional service are spoiled in due course of time the material success of karmis is destined to be destroyed similarly the impersonal realization attained by the gyani is also destroyed in course of time aruya krishna padam padam tatha patanti adhonaditya yushmanamraya bhagavatam 10232 to say nothing of karmis the gyanis undergo severe austerities to attain the impersonal brahma jyoti but because they do not find the lotus feet of the lord they fall down again into this material existence unless one is fully situated in unalloyed devotional service there is no guarantee of liberation even if one is elevated to the heavenly planets or to the impersonal brahman effulgence a devotee's achievement however is never lost by the influence of time even if a devotee cannot completely execute devotional service in his next life he begins from the point where he left off such an opportunity is not given to the karmis and gyanis whose achievements are destroyed the bhakta achieve bhakta's achievement is never destroyed for it goes on perpetually be it complete or incomplete this is the verdict of all vedic literatures suchinam simatam gehe yoga bhishto vijayate if one is unable to complete the process of bhakti yoga he is given a chance in his next life to take birth in a pure family of a devotee or in a rich family in such families a person can have a good opportunity to further progress in devotional service when yamaraj the superintendent of death was instructing his assistants he told them not to approach the devotees the devotees should be offered respect he said but do not go near them thus the devotee of the lord are not under the jurisdiction of yamaraj yamaraj is a representative of supreme personality of godhead and he controls the death of every living entity yet he has nothing to do with the devotees simply by blinking his eyes time personified can destroy the entire cosmic manifestation but he has nothing to do with the devotee in other words devotional service which is rendered by devotee in this lifetime can never be destroyed by time such spiritual assets remains unchanged being beyond the influence of time om agyana timirandasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshuran militam yena tasmay shri gurave namaha shri chaitanya manovishtam sthapitam yena bhutale swayam roopa kadamayam dadati swapadantikam he krishna karuna sindhu dinabandhu jagatpate गोपेश गोपिका कांत राधा कांत नमस्ते तप्त कंचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय पंचकुस्त कृपा सिंधु पतिम पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्री अद्वैत गाधर श्रीवासदी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे नमो विष्णु बताए कृष्ण कृष्ण बोले 
श्रीमद भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी नाम नमस्ते सरस्वती देव गौरवाणी प्रचारिण निर्विशेष सुनने वादी पाश्चात्य I was thinking for myself, you know, it's, it's time to get more, a little bit more serious than than what what we that more than what I pretend to be or act to be. So seeking all your blessings to actually put something in practice. What I have prepared, it's easy to speak, but very hard to practice. Or uh, but blessings are devoted if it's possible. So uh, we see in this verse how the power of time is explained. The power of time is explained, which is uh, the power of death is also explained. The fear which accompanies death is also is also um, coming forth from the purport. And how to counteract or how to go beyond that fear or how to go beyond the the effect of time is also very nicely explained just in one line by lord shiva so um, we see in the purport shri prabhupada has, has mentioned a verse from bhagavad gita 10 chapter verse 34 where krishna is describing that mrityu sarva haras chaham that i am death personified who takes away everything actually he destroys all the possessions of every living entity um so that brings us to a question that so when we when when many times in bhagavatam or in many of the verses we see even in this verse it's saying that the time or death cannot touch devotee or destroy devotee or cannot harm the devotees what does that actually mean what is it actually talking about so the purport hints quite a bit on that also so so when we say now if you see a devotee's position is also gone his body is gone his wealth is gone relation family everything is gone is destroyed whereas someone who is not a devotee the same all the possessions are also destroyed but what is not destroyed about for, for a devotee is is something on which time doesn't have influence so time doesn't have influence on on something which is which is completely for a devotee in relationship to the supreme lord that's his devotional credit so in the purport if you see uh, uh, you know there there is a verse in bhagavatam second chapter second canto third chapter 17th verse which says ayur aradivam vaipumsa udyan astam chayanaso tasyarthi yatshano nitya uttam shloka vartaye so this is this is uh, this verse is explaining how the effect of time is happening so both by rising and setting of the sun it decreases the duration of life of everyone except one who utilizes the time by discussing topics of the all good personality of god so the time has this is destructive nature which like the verse says by the rising and setting of sun it's 
it's actually destroying whatever we have. Um, but for devotees who have taken shelter of the Lord, who have taken shelter of the all good personality of God, and this time doesn't affect because the time, the, the effect which it's talking about is the spiritual crisis which the devotee has accrued. Where, uh, whereas in Prabhupada gives the example of if a devotee has made a certain progress, spiritual progress in, in one's life, then the next life begins from wherever the person has left. So he's, he's giving, he's quoting a verse um, about Suchinam Srimatam Gehe. Say if a devotee has done a little bit spiritual progress in his, in his, in his journey, then the next life is given an opportunity either to take birth in a family of a devotee or in a rich family. Of course, now uh, rich families can be more, uh, uh, it's more, can be more hard to practice spiritual life when you're in rich families. But here is talking about those aristocratic families where the culture is still was still there and the facilities are there where the person doesn't have to work hard to just maintain one's livelihood and from very beginning spiritual life becomes easier. So. If you, if you see um, this verse which we quoted from Bhagavatam, which is talking about how by setting and rising of sun, the time is destroying the, all the practically everything what we have. This particular verse indicates another very interesting thing where it says that, um, that this is it's not reducing the duration of life of someone who even Shana, uh, even for a moment comes in association about discussing the topics of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, um, actually when I was reading this verse, it made some sense also that how and why Srila Prabhupada is, is encouraging book distribution also. Because when we are on the street or if you are talking to someone and you speak to them about Krishna or you give them a book and they open and read even one verse or one page or a, or a word or whatever, a line, because they come in contact with this message of Supreme Lord, for a moment, this this takes effect, basically, because that person is not in contact, at least for that moment, is not in under the jurisdiction of the effect of time. So, um, going further in the in the verse uh, in the purport, Sri Prabhupada is again talking about uh, how the jnanis and the karmis who are practically uh, under the grip of time, um, under the grip of time, their effects are getting destroyed. The, 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 in one of the purports I was reading, Srila Prabhupada was saying that only for a devotee, only for a bhakta, actually it was a room conversation I think, only for a devotee, the, his, any practice what he does, only, that, only for a devotee that practice, the credits which he accrues from that practice, is granted to him for next life to continue from rest all he said literally he said rest everyone uh, their credits are destroyed they have to start again so which is a very big statement if you see um, he was talking about karmis and jnanis their all credits are just completely destroyed you know that, like yesterday Nandamandipa was quoting the verse um, what is that bhukti mukti siddhi kami Sakale Ashanta, Krishna Bhakta Nishkam, Yataeva Shanta. So, um, someone who is a karmi or a person who is interested in just bhukti or sense enjoyment, mukti, someone who is interested in just mere liberation 
or someone who is interested in siddhis, just yogic perfections, they are all disturbed, they are ashanta. Whereas a devotee, he is, because he is not interested in any material desires, he is shanta. So I was thinking, you know, just recently we had, uh, and that verse is so amazing, that recently we had, uh, there was some cricket matches happening where India was about to reach the finals and they lost in semi-finals, something happened. I was reading the news that two people died towards the end of the match when India was about to win and they lost, lost the match. Two people died, heart failed. Just It's amazing how it happens. Neither you gain anything monetarily, it's just completely, you just, you want to enjoy your senses thinking I am from such and such country and such and country, won such and such trophy and now my country holds another World Cup. And India lost that match and this person, he was not even betting that he lost his money. He was just so much involved. He was so much involved that when, the, when one of the main players towards the end couldn't score, he just died. His heart, he had cardiac arrest. This is just, this is okay, as still an adult. One six-year-old boy cried for hours because that batsman uh, got out, couldn't score, couldn't get the match. So, bhukti, sense enjoyment. And when it gives, again, when it gives happiness, what do you expect? Then very elated, when it doesn't give, the balloon is completely deflated uh, and then can result in such uh, disasters. So, some classes before I was telling, you know, in many years before in one of the cricket match, one guy had betted some money and the team won. And right in the ground, that person died because of the happiness, he couldn't control how much money he won in betting. On the cricket field, he died. So. This is reality. <laughs> so, and you see, persons who are after liberation, you know that uh, Prabhupada quotes a couple of lines from the verse, but the verse itself is so nice. It's then from 10th Canto, 2nd chapter, verse 32. Actually, these are the prayers of the demigods with the appearance of the Lord, where Lord Brahma and the demigods are actually praying to the Lord, telling how... Um, how just by how what is the position of devotees and non-devotees? And he says, what happens to the non-devotees? So the the demigods and Lord Brahma are praying together. This is the verse. Mm-hmm. So they say that, O lotus eyed Lord, all the non-devotees who accept severe austerities and penances to achieve the highest position may think themselves liberated, their intelligence is impure, they fall down from their position of imagined superiority because they have no regard for your lotus feet. So people, they are spiritualists who are practicing or supposed to claim to be practicing whatever process they follow to attain liberation. Lord Brahma is here saying, Vimukta Maninas, they may think that they are liberated but actually they are not. Why? Because they have they have complete they have no regard for the for a lotus feet. So we've heard Srila Prabhupada also speaking that even if those these uh, those who do not act as 
devotees as we as bhaktas are acting and they want to follow a path which is just taking them towards liberation they still cannot achieve liberation if they have if they have practice they need to have at least some devotion for the supreme lord where um, you know when uh, this is almost 12 13 not 13 actually 14 15 years before um we would visit uh, one person he was he would claim himself to be guru many many he he had many followers actually many thousands of followers my brother once went also to one of his uh, assembly uh, yearly assembly and he had like thousands of followers coming and visiting him he was he was a, a acupuncture doctor also so claiming himself to be a great personality and he had his posters throughout the city at least in our whole area there were many posters he had so he was he was trying to enter people's life through medicine through treating them and becoming popular so he was telling his his clinic was on level 1 i also went this five six times for treatment free treatment it was he would charge minimal for the medicines and on the ground floor he had a temple and on the ground floor the temple he had would have thick black glass no one can see through barely you can see through so one time i was there with my mother and my auntie was there with my mother and my auntie they were trying to see inside and he noticed that they're interested in what's inside so he took them inside he had a whole temple inside so there was a whole temple there were deities of durga krishna ram like it was a big place they had many deities so my mother mother was very much attached to uh, durga devi worship as she said oh i also go to i also worship durga devi i also do this that all that she started telling then he said oh durga what can she do i only dress her every day she can't even dress herself every day it's me who dresses her what can she do literally he said that and so and then we went up and he gave us his card i told this before also he gave his card which had it was vishnu aarti vishnu aarti was there brahma shiva tum dhyaya jarada jay vishnu deva something was there but instead of vishnu was his name so so that was that's that's the mindset or approach he had then it took me many years to understand what this guy was doing after hearing proper philosophy that what was he preaching to us because my mother and my auntie they didn't feel comfortable the way he said that and he would talk about black magic and all that you know he even told us you know just i know people just by touching the color of the cloth they can just by touching a cloth they can change color you give me your photo all problems will be solved so we got scared actually then then they stopped going there but later after hearing from shri prabhupad the clarity of philosophy uh, he gave we can understand what such people are in what position what are they actually trying to do what are they what what their mentality is like yesterday nandan prabhu was telling that how this this was such a classic example of a pure mayavadi i would say pure pure mayavadi who just want to use the deities to achieve what he wants to achieve and deities are nothing but ladder for him on which he steps on and once they don't need they just kick whereas whereas for devotees 
it's it's completely different it's completely different the you know the whole approach towards deity worship is that they are not different from the supreme lord they are not different from krishna but um, so so when we see these people who are very much interested in in just sense enjoyment or people like uh, who are just bhaktidanis what do we expect what do we expect for them to achieve in terms of spiritual progress because their whole approach is self centered and the and the self may shift from senses to the progress of soul uh, recently few uh, we we devotees we went to the farm we were um, you we studying a section of bhagavatam which was queen kunti's prayers and uh, we were taking reference and guidance from burjan prabhu's lectures so it was very nice to go through those lectures and then then go through the section of certain section of bhagavatam uh, verse by verse burjan prabhu's lectures were very much connected to shila prabhu's purport what he was talking about and then how in those verses he was explaining so many different nice points where um, where the surrender or, or or sharanagati of a devotee comes in place in comparison to we see how abhukti or mukti uh, mukti kami or someone who is desire, desiring sense enjoyment who is just desiring liberation acts so um, a very nice example from gave that he was explaining how a devotee's mood or a devotee's attitude towards the supreme lord is that of a dog so so a dog once he has his master once a dog has a master so that dog no matter how the master treats the dog no matter no matter how the how the master provides for the dog whether he provides uh, luxuriously or he provides practically nothing once the dog chooses or oh, this is my master the dog never leaves the master and very interesting point pro made that when 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 the when the dog is not happy with the master the dog complains to the master also dog can complain to the master but dog never leaves the master why because one understands uh, that beyond uh, just uh, enjoyment of the senses or beyond just attaining my self centered goal of liberation krishna is my supreme lord whom i have to develop my loving relationship with so the example when he what he was giving of a dog is is amazing actually if you see that if who was telling that this is my study about dogs what i have learned from studying dogs is is no matter if a master kicks also to the dog it never comes in the mind of the dog that i will leave this master so comparing ourselves with that as a devotee then many times life may throw trouble and will throw troubles at us um, and that's the whole idea of sharnagati or surrendering ourselves to the supreme lord is that life will throw troubles to us but what is our approach towards the supreme lord will define us as a surrendered devotee because the verse which is talking about how the time has no effect or or death has no effect on a devotee who has taken shelter of the supreme lord means this that no matter what his relationship with the supreme lord is not hampered whereas uh, if you actually see if someone is very weak in in spiritual understanding um, 
very easily very easily uh, devotional practices are dropped very easily relationship with devotees are, are are dropped very easily coming to temple is dropped very easily services are dropped it becomes very easy it's just as if you are waiting for something to happen and you just have a excuse of not doing something not doing anything in relationship with the same lord so the whereas a surrendered soul who acts as a dog of the supreme lord completely acts in different ways so this is a nice verse in bhagavatam 5th canto 14th chapter verse 33 which says in this material world when the conditioned soul forgets his relationship to the supreme personality of god and does not care for krishna consciousness he simply engages in different types of mischievous and sinful activities he is then subjected to the threefold miseries and out of fear of elephant of death he falls into the darkness found in a mountain cave so um, now if you see this verse it says when a conditioned soul forgets his relationship with the supreme personality of god and does not care for krishna consciousness um recently we were talking to uh, one devotee that the devotee's complaint was that when i come to temple whenever i come to temple people correct me and when people correct me i don't want to come to temple ha huh? so so the idea of coming to temple is of course to worship and do some spiritual practice but the idea of coming to temple is also to improve and because the idea of coming to temple is to improve and if someone thinks i don't need improvement then this in this mentality will will be very much in place that don't correct me because i don't want to. if you don't want correction then that means you don't want to improve so what if someone does correct and interesting fact was it was not even a rash, rash correct uh, correction it was very basic very common correction which if you do a mistake anyone would do any devotee would just see you and then correct you so then then that later that devotee who understood his own issue, uh, problem was telling me that my mind was just giving me excuse of just not coming to temple so that's why this verse um which i quoted that go go tripte varanantha that that how no matter what no matter what happens the devotee never leaves the association of the supreme lord and his devotees uh, so um whereas uh, you know going further in this verse shil prabha this is uh, is talking about how for a devotee for a devotee for a practicing devotee for for us for speaking for myself when when we do see problems in our life uh, which naturally does come then the faith can be shaken which is very easy very common the faith can be shaken and then and when the faith shakes when the faith shakes if we are not smart enough to put ourselves in protection of devotees then then just wait and watch how that shake that shaken faith leads us to completely giving up the whole process so so many so many examples we see around us then and you can very very carefully observe how they how those devotees are acting when problems are coming in life is that they have actually they have actually stopped associating closely with devotees when problems do hit them 
when problems do hit such devotees they very they stop closely associating with devotees and then what it leads to is that the is that mind overpowers mind takes over in terms of training and teaching them than devotees or the supreme lord through the through scriptures training and teaching them so um whereas we see um uh, certain certain very good examples of devotees who who i was recently hearing um, uh, one of the lectures where one devotee was mentioning that how how just by this one activity just by this one activity of not going away from devotees um protected that person in such in thick and thin that that just by doing this one activity of no matter what i will think myself as unqualified person who cannot survive without devotees this is one activity he said my whole 20 30 years of krishna consciousness i can just tell this one thing that because i did this one activity of no matter what i am going through i will not leave devotees even if i don't like them has made me a stable devotee even after three decades uh, which he said now i can very boldly claim that i am stable which i was not before just by this one activity because uh, somehow he said that somehow he was saying that somehow in my mind i had a very strong understanding that i will not be able to do it alone i will not be able to do it by myself i need help and with all the problems that person faced uh, he just he just stick to it because for us uh, you know you know one devotee was telling me one devotee one guest he comes to temple he is telling me all oh, your shila prabhupad uh, mission this gone is for western people only i said why are you saying that he said you see his pranam mantra nirvishesha shunyavadi paschata deshatarine it says only for his 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 uh, main mission is to deliver the western world countries i said you his nirvishesha shunyavada that means the impersonalism and the atheism of the voidism which is there in people's heart which was very prominent in west he is delivering people from that illusion the indians are very much into impersonalism very much into voidism or atheism so why shri prabhu's teachings are not for us you know honestly speaking how many of us we all know deities are krishna but how many of us we treat deities as krishna means through and through like 100% <laughs> so that impersonalism or atheism is there within us um, but just by this very simple act just by this very very simple act of of continuing to associate with devotees who who you know whose devotion is just so uh, what we say so uh, contagious you know recently so many festivals went by and waiting for the festival we get enthusiastic or that we'll try and do some seva in the festivals and and becoming very excited we go and attempt to do some seva but when you see devotees that from last 3 days they have done 40 50 hours of seva what happens you know it has such an effect on you that you 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 tired no tired doesn't matter you want to push yourself you know there are devotees who actually hardly who hardly slept on janmashtami day and before or after that they hardly slept and just seeing or just being with them you you are forced to see that who are they doing for radha balu 
no one has, most of us have not seen Krishna, but we have seen Radha And if this is just marble, metal or wood for them, how can they do it? So that, that, that rubs on, you know, that rubs on, that desire rubs on us. And if you are not with devotees, you are sitting at home, for example, and you want to celebrate Janmashmi, where will this enthusiasm come when, when we have Nirvishesha and Sunnivada, atheism and, and impersonalism within us, that we want to do something for Krishna, for deities on that level. So, um, that's why um, that association of, of, of devotees has such an impact that that association has such an impact that people have turned criminals. People from good family have turned criminals just by associating with certain people. People with, who are practically very well-behaving citizens have have created havoc in society just by association. You know, people have become terrorists just by association. Now why can't we become pure devotees by association? We can. We can become pure devotees by association. And that's how uh, it works. Um, I'll finish with one of the stories which Burijan Prabhu was mentioning in those lectures. Uh, he had, he was, there was one Mataji from Iran. And that Mataji from Iran, um, because she comes from a Muslim background and there is a very strong uh, education within uh, Muslim community that uh, you cannot define God. You cannot define God, you cannot make a picture, you cannot, uh, you cannot draw Him, you cannot, uh, you cannot uh, describe Him. Uh, so what to speak of having deities and decorating them is just, is just, it's a waste of time. So that's how the thing. Yeah, one time I had a very nice picture of Jesus Christ with me. It was a laminated picture, I kept it safe with me. I thought of gifting it to someone who may like it. So I, was, I kept it for months and months and then there was one person who would come to crossroads regularly and he would pray. So I thought, thank you bro. I thought, uh, he's practicing Christianity. So I thought, he's such a nice person. Every time he's very grateful for prasadam, the way he talks to us. Every time before eating, he's praying. So, uh, so one time I told him, I have a gift for you. And I gave him the picture. He said, oh, we don't follow all this. I said, oh, but you're not Christian. He said, no, I'm Muslim. Uh, I never knew that. So I gave him the picture and, and he said, no, no, pictures and all, you can't describe God. Then he started this, this. He was not, he was still very nice. He still comes to crosses. He's a very nice person. Uh, and then started studying more of it. So the idea is that you are not qualified to describe how God looks. So any picture, any form, any painting is nothing but pure illusion. It's just your, your creativity which has nothing to do with God who is sitting somewhere and controlling us. So, uh, so this Mataji coming from that background from Iran, she was telling, uh, she openly told Burijan Prabhu that uh, I have one issue. She was in Vrindavan temple in front of Radha Shamsundar Krishnabalram. That I have one issue that I can chant, I can do everything else, I can follow all the process, but I cannot accept deities as Krishna. I just can't do it. That's how my training is, I just can't do it. So, uh, 
So Burjan Prabhu was telling that after giving all the philosophical explanations for quite some time, it didn't work any with her. It just didn't work. He could see that it's not working with her. She's not able to connect. She's still not able to understand what he's saying, how deep is our Krishna. So then Burjan Prabhu said that, uh, told that Mataji that just go in front of Balaram uh, and just stand there and tell all your problems. And just stand in front of Balaram and just tell all your problems. Whatever you feel, whatever you face, whatever you think about them, whatever you think about the deities, their existence, their non-existence, whatever mindset you have, just stand in front of them and just tell. So that Mataji obediently followed and she went and she stood in front of the deities for 45 minutes, one hour, she was just standing, standing, standing and telling, telling all her issues, all the all the misconceptions or whatever her mindset is. And after 45 minutes, one hour, she came and told Prabhu, I accept it is Krishna. <laughs> I accept it's, it's Krishna. There is no doubt about it. So that 30, 40 years of, of, of uh, thick understanding, just by revealing one's heart in front of the deities, uh, changed. So here we see the hero of the story, if you see, is Balram, right? Who changed her heart. But who directed her to Balram is a devotee. That's why the association has an impact. A, 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 a very advanced association has a very serious impact on us. So all this, when we say time will have no effect, time will not destroy anything what I possess, you know, it appears pretty big that I can see, we all can see time is having effect on us. But what what is actually talking about is, is, is a very superior subject matter which is the spiritual assets we have. Prabhupada says in the purport, the spiritual asset which devotee has, has, has accrued. But that spiritual asset, how do we access that? How do we understand all this is through, through devotees. So, um, and if, you, if someone reads this verse, simply by expansion of his eyebrows, invincible time personified can immediately vanquish the entire universe. However, formidable time does not approach the devotee who has taken shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. If Prabhupada's purport is not there, there is no way we will understand in this context what Shil Prabhupada is explaining. First of all, invincible time having eyebrows. <laughs> so, uh, very difficult actually if you see. And that's why if you speak to, practically speak to anyone practicing spirituality, anyone outside practicing spirituality, we really feel, why don't they have Prabhupada in their life? Why don't, why not Prabhupada is there in their life? Uh, because such a, such clarity is there um, in explanation. So, um, I would just stop there and see if there's any questions or comments. Waiting for the time. Yes. Um, uh, like in the eighth canto, I read that Brahma, with the before the journey of the Bilkoshan, when the demons um, attacked the demigods, the demigods went to Brahma, Brahma took them to Lord Vishnu. So I read that. Um, Lord Brahma prayed even though he had not. But I think so, but in the starting of 
the creation, uh, Brahma did lots of austerities and then he saw the Lord. Correct. <coughs> when uh, he prayed with for the, yeah. before the churning of milk ocean. Yes. So it's, that's how it's explained that uh, it's not it's not very easy to just go and have darshan of the Supreme Lord. Even for the demigods, even for Lord Brahma also. So through his own sweet will, the Supreme Lord may give darshan. Like the verse I read where demigods and Lord Brahma are praying. They are actually praying, seeing Krishna. When Krishna has appeared on this planet, they are actually seeing and praying to Krishna. But if Krishna wants, he can uh, hide his identity, right? So with the sweet will, with the own desire of the Supreme Lord, he can give his darshan and he can refrain from it. So um, if you see Duryodhana saw Krishna, Shishupal saw Krishna, they all saw Krishna, right? But did they see him as God? They did not. Uh, why? Because he, he, they were not qualified and the identity of the Supreme Lord was referring. So when when demigods and Brahma, they want to see the Supreme Lord, if the Supreme Lord wills, they can have darshan, otherwise they cannot. So, okay. Anything else? Yes, Prabhu. In the purport, there is a one sentence if one is unable to complete the process of Bhakti Yoga, he is given a chance in next life to make your family. Yes. So my question is, what is this complete, to complete the process of Bhakti Yoga? We can complete our sixteen lives, we can complete the service of the Buddha temple. What is the state of what is that we know that okay, we are completing the Bhakti Yoga process? So the question is, in the purport, there is one statement where it says, when, uh, uh, when the, uh, if one is unable to complete the process of Bhakti Yoga, one is given chance in next life as a devotee or a rich, in a rich family. So Prabhu's question is that what it means to complete the process of Bhakti Yoga? Is it to just complete your rounds and your daily practices or what, it, what does it actually it means to complete the process of Bhakti Yoga? So, in my little understanding, the, the completion of process of Bhakti Yoga is that one, when one has no shelter other than the Supreme Lord. So, when a devotee comes to a stage where his only and only 100% shelter is Supreme Lord, that's completion of Bhakti Yoga. And that's not completion. That's further expansion of Bhakti Yoga because you, cannot, you can never complete your devotion to the Supreme Lord because it's ever-expanding. But what you can complete is your attachment. You can have a complete detachment to your attachment to this material world by developing complete attachment to the Supreme Lord. So once that happens, then at least for this, from the point of view of coming again to this material world, that much uh, 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 development of Bhakti Yoga is done. That means, that literally means, again I repeat, there is no other shelter than the Supreme Lord, there is no other shelter than the Supreme Lord. So, one point came to our mind from that same retreat we had, we were studying that Queen Kunti's prayers. So Prabhu made a point that, then many times we try and practice and put some process in practice in our life and then suppose we decide, okay, today I'll do this much chanting, I'll try to be very attentive in chanting today and we fail and we will fail. 
and then we try again and then we fail and when we try our every day I'll read two hours or I'll try and understand the subject matter of, of Bhagavad Gita or Bhagavad and then we fail and then we try something else and we fail we try and we fail and after failing so many times we come to a conclusion or we come to a state of consciousness which is called humility that we come to the state of consciousness which is which makes us very humble that we take even more shelter of the Supreme Lord that without you I just cannot do it. So this is even to practice spirituality we take Krishna's shelter um, uh, then of course to give up this material attachment we need Krishna's shelter uh, desperately. So uh, yeah that's my understanding of completing Bhakti Yoga. You know more than me anyways. Yes, What should a devotee do when he is traveling to another place and there is no no devotees around? So how should he associate? So first of all, the, the meaning of association is not sitting together and hitting elbows to each other. Uh, that's not just association. Uh, uh, association is is more a little bit more uh, deeper. Association literally means that that uh, that someone else's someone else's devotion, some other devotee's faith and someone else, some other devotee's surrender to Krishna inspires me to surrender more to Krishna. So, uh, that's association. For example, uh, suppose one or another kid learns another Nidanga beat and you are his friend. So, naturally, because you are watching him playing nicer than you or some other beat which is, you also would like to that bead also you would also like to try out at least you will give a very sincere attempt to also learn that bead but if um, uh, so, so so by that simple understanding is that so when we are saying we need association of devotees we are really talking about of, of about keeping ourselves in protection of devotees that can be either through hearing regularly you can go to a far place but you can hear lectures you have Prabhupada's books. You will not go alone. You will go with your mother. She is a devotee. So you are not alone anyways. Uh, when you are grown up and you go alone, then wherever you are, just try and... You know, there are devotees who travel to different parts of Australia for job. They are like missing Melbourne Association. But at least once a week they can go to a temple. So many ways to associate with devotees. That's why association is not physical association where you're holding hands and hands in hand each other with, 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 with your friend. But it's much more than that. Yes, sir. You plan and ask questions? No, okay. Yeah, I'm going to ask questions. I have in my class that uh, Brahma and 
That's why I said, so the question is, we were discussing how Brahma demigods cannot see Krishna, Brahma gets the message of the Supreme Lord in his heart, then how in the beginning of creation Brahma saw Krishna? That's exactly what I answered before. If the Supreme Lord wants, he can give darshan. I'll give you one simple example. You know that Brahma Bhimavan Leela, when Lord Brahma stole the cows and coward uh, friends of Krishna, and then Krishna himself took the form of millions of calves and millions of coward boys. How many? Millions. He expanded himself. And Brahma, who does not give darshan, get darshan of even one Vishnu, when he goes with the demigods to pray on the milk ocean, when he, after one year of earthly time, when he came back to see what Krishna is up to, Krishna gave him darshan of millions of Vishnu at one side. All the cows and all the coward boys, on, at, in one, one look, Krishna gave him darshan of millions of Vishnu, which Brahma doesn't even get darshan of one Vishnu, or demigods doesn't get darshan of one Vishnu also. Uh, why? Because the Supreme Lord wanted. So, uh, and, and, and this happens, you know, many people, many times people will claim, if God exists, he should show himself and prove it. Isn't it? Have you heard this? I've heard it many times. If he exists, then, and if he wants us to become improved, then let him show us who he is, and then we'll become his devotees. People will claim that. They'll question like that. But, but we cannot take the right of revealing himself from the Supreme Lord. If he wants to, he will. If he doesn't want to, he will not. It's the same happens with the Devatas. Okay? You can plan something more. Hare Krishna. Anything else? Hare Krishna. Grandrashan Bhagavatam ki, Srila Prabhupada ki, Jai.